You're listening to Creative Encounters, where creators freely talk about faith, creativity, and inspiration. Brought to you by Candle Culture. Hi, Joanna. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How do you feel today? Give me a word. I want a word. Um, I feel excited. I'm excited about this conversation. Yeah, same. So let's go straight into it. For those who do not know, who are you and what is your story? Okay, my name is Joanna. I'm Joanna Eko. I am 20 years old. I just turned 20. Um, I'm not a student at the moment, so I can't add that to like my bio. But um, I'm a brand strategist, creative, um, a founder. Um, I really don't like introducing myself, but um, I would say, yeah, that is who I am. I'm a daughter, a friend, a sister. What is my story? My story is one that is being written by God. So if I want to start, like, from the very beginning, you know, baby Joanna, I was a very troublesome kid. But one thing about me, people always said, is that I knew what I wanted. If I didn't want you to carry me, you're not going to carry me. If I didn't want to speak to you, I'm not going to speak to you. And um, I was like that for a good amount of time. And then I think when I got to maybe the age of like preteen, all of a sudden I became this shy girl. Like literally everyone was like, Jonah, she's so shy. She's so quiet and everything. And it's like, what's happened here? And I feel like at some point I became even more shy and reserved and everything. And I think at, let's say when I was in year nine, I started like changing a bit. And one thing I knew for certain, I didn't know who I was. Like, I did not know who I was. I was literally just like existing. Um, so after year nine, this is when I started like getting into that phase of being a teenager, quote unquote. Next year, randomly, I got this like sickness. It's not really a sickness, but I had this like, I don't even know what to call it because for the longest time, even when I would go to doctors and everything, they didn't know what to do with me. So it was basically that I started getting pains in my knees, like my joints, and it would hurt so bad. And this literally started so randomly. Um, It basically felt like, you know how your joints, it's like two bones connecting. The joints, like the bones there would be rubbing against each other. And then I could feel like TMI, but I could feel like literally, you know, I think it's called, I don't know, it's a sort of fluid that's supposed to basically lubricate the joints there. Something was going on. Either I was overproducing the fluid there or I was underproducing the fluid there. So it was just a lot of friction, a lot of pain. And that happened really randomly after year nine. And I was just going through so much pain which meant that I couldn't be in school. Like I literally physically could not be in school anymore. So I had to stay home most of the time. And I can see now, I can see how that was God. But back then it was kind of like, okay, this is so funny. What is going on here? I remember my parents would take me to different doctors. We went to like different doctors, each one telling me something different. And I remember when one told me and my parents that it doesn't make sense that she has this, thing I don't they never gave me a name like it doesn't make sense what is going on here because she she literally said that people who usually have this are either like athletes like they play sports or it's 
something that's like genetic it's in their family and it wasn't genetic because it's not in my family but at the same time I wasn't someone that played sports I don't play sports I'm not a sporty person so like things are not clicking like what is going on here so I was basically like forced to stay home so I had like because I had like a cast on my legs like I had a cast on and I was wearing a knee brace at the same time so I was forced to stay home and I think a lot happened in that time and I would say now that I was probably depressed but I didn't know I was depressed or I was probably depressed for a very long time that had become so accustomed to like that feeling of depression and just this dark cloud hanging over your head so um I remember just like staying at home like obviously I have two brothers one older one younger and they would be at school my parents would be at work so I'd literally be the only one at home and being in that space just kind of forced me to reflect on like my life and how I feel about my life and I wish I could say there was a particular moment where I was like yeah Jesus it's you I want like this is ghetto I want you I wish I had that particular moment I can't remember yeah. it for the life of me randomly I started watching like YouTube like YouTube videos I remember I'll be in my living room like upstairs in my house because I can't go downstairs because I can't walk and I would be in my living room I just like binge watching or binge listening to worship music on YouTube like literally the most random playlist like I've not done any of this before I'm not used to this the most random playlist and I would just start listening to that just literally sitting down there and listening to that I can't even say I, w- I was praying or like I was probably praying because the Bible talks about how the meditations of our hearts are also prayers and everything, but I just didn't realize it. Like I didn't start just like reading my Bible or like, like I can't pinpoint an actual moment when everything started, but it was just that progression, if I should say. And after that, I started listening to like sermons as well. So just really consuming a lot of like content because I could feel this passion for God that just came out of nowhere. And I'm like, this needs to be satiated. Like, how do I get satisfied? And I started binge watching sermons. And I kid you not, what was supposed to be like the most depressing time of my life became like one of the most like amazing moments, most beautiful moments in my life because I was experiencing Jesus for the first time in my life. It's so interesting that the question, what is your story, has like inspired you to tell your encounter story. And so that's that's something that is very much connected to your brand, the good atelier, and how everything is just like God led, mm-hmm. spirit led. Like there's no the good atelier story without the God part of it. So I'm gonna to come to the brand in a second, but I want to mm. highlight a couple of things that you said. The first thing I like that you said is that you're 20. And the fact that you're 20 and you're doing this work because mm-hmm. you kind of put school on hold, first of all, that's honest and that's authentic. But it's also giving people a chance to hear a different story from what you know maybe they're used to hearing. So I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is, thank you so much for being like super honest, super vulnerable with your story. And I'm so glad that you know God is God is in it. And I love what you said that my story is one that is still being written by God. And I think that that is a testimony in and of itself. And we haven't even started, so thank you. Okay, so I want to ask about mm-hmm. your job. Brand manager, digital marketing manager, what does that even mean? Honestly, I'm still trying to find language for what I am. I kid you not. Mm-hmm. Like, I have identity crisis. 
like <laughs> every once in a while because I'm just like, uh, like this label is not making me feel comfortable. And it's not because I'm not that thing, but it's like putting that label onto myself. It's just like, it's not like, uh, it's just not clicking. But um, I would say that I really don't. One thing I know for sure that God has told me is that I should not limit myself. Like in this life that I'm living, I should never limit myself. Like when it comes to what I'm going to do, do not limit yourself. So maybe that's why there's always that tension when I kind of label what I'm doing. But obviously to give language to it, like when people ask, I would say that, you know, a brand manager, digital marketer, if you'd say. So basically what a brand manager is or a brand strategist is basically someone who helps build and develop brands. So I can take your vision that you have in your head about what you want to build, what you want your brand to become and bring that to life, whether that be through, you know, your visual identity, which is like your logos, your, um, your brand identity, like your mood boards, all those things to kind of build the foundation of the brand. Um, also like the, there's the communication aspect of it as well, which is more so like the storytelling through words, through language, through your brand voice. That's kind of what, you know, a brand strategist is, helps to build and develop the brand. So it's starting from the beginning of building that foundation, but also like, you know, being consistent. So that's your brand, like, it's always being communicated to like the audience that you're trying to reach. So um, I would say that's kind of what I do in terms of like digital marketing as well. Um, I create content for brands also market um, to the audience that they're trying to reach. Like obviously you're a business, so you're trying to yeah. make profit. So it's like, what creative ways can we go about making profit and like okay. letting people know about our brand? So I'll say that's kind of of what I do. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, anyone can Google these things, but I also want to make sure that everyone who is listening has all the info that they need to understand um, the direction of of the conversation. Okay, Mm -hmm. so let's talk about starting before you're ready. I know that your creative agency, The Good Atelier, is in its very nascent stage, um, but you have such an extensive portfolio. You've worked with a lot of really good Lagos and London brands, I would say. So Arami Essentials, Curated by Tara, Skin Science Africa, we can go on. And I'm just wondering how, first of all, because you're 20, but also because The Good Atelier is a baby. And so how did you go to these brands and pitch your vision for them? And how did you get started before you're ready? Because I know you started before you were ready. So let's talk about that. You're smiling, I can tell. Um, (laughs) I love this question. Yeah, I love this question because it's so funny to me because I feel like there's always like an expected response, but like the way it happened is so not conventional. It's so like I had nothing, like nothing to do with what is happening in my life right now. I kid you not. Like that's, that's why I'm always telling God that's every gone. single day, like I don't know what you're doing but you're doing something um starting before you are ready so for me personally I've only ever like pitched myself for a job or like an opportunity once ever I think I've done it okay once or twice the other times are like since I like the other time was when like obviously I've started and everything 
and I didn't get it because I've learned that God doesn't like me to pitch myself. That's something I've learned personally. Okay. So the first time that I ever did it was like the first time I ever like started this whole job thing. Like ever. Like I just saw an ad for this um brand called Sarah Wellness. And I think this was in 2020. This was like during my gap year, um, my actual official gap year that I was taking after um secondary school. Um I saw the ad for it randomly on Instagram. And I kid you not that the description, I was 18 then, the description, 18, 17 maybe, the description that they put there was as if like they wrote that for me. Like usually job ads are very specific yeah. or like very technical in their approach or with their language when they're asking for people. But the description they put there, I wish I had a screenshot of it, but they said something along the lines of, we're looking for someone who, you know, consumes a lot of content, someone who is very creative, someone like, just the word, it was like as if, oh my God, are you like, you're looking for me? Like, I was literally shocked. <laughs> so I think it was really the, like, no, like it was really the language of how they worded things that actually made me stop to apply because usually I tend to run away from things like I don't like to put myself out there but I think it was that I applied sent my CV out I didn't really have a CV I had a bit of like a CV ish because I had like this blog so to speak before everything which was called the natural club and I used to like talk about wellness and like self-care and lifestyle hair care all these things and so that was kind of like what was like my portfolio, so to speak. And I sent that out okay. and I was told that I was going to be, I was going to be interviewed basically. So I was like getting ready for that and everything. I was like, oh my gosh, this is my first ever interview. I've never done any of this before. I kid you not that when I picked up the phone, I wasn't even ready. Like when I picked up the phone to like answer because a random number called me she was like the person was speaking to me as if I had already gotten a job I thought I was going to be interviewed like I was like I'm being interviewed for this role but she was speaking to me like okay so how much do you want to be paid like do you get what I mean and that was like really shocking for me and it was in that moment that I realized that unqualified or like qualified on like God will use you if you just yeah. like allow him to yeah. You don't need to be qualified to do it because I don't believe I was qualified. Even if I'd run a blog before, I'd never done social media marketing before. Um, yeah. So that was really like really, really grounding for me. Like, wow, God, like I was literally in yeah. after that. So I would say that is kind of how I started. And since then it has been, I kid you not that I've never pitched myself. It has been connections, and relationships, literally just like, referrals like it's like the holy spirit is my market my marketer my marketing agent i kid you not i don't reach out to people for jobs and i'm saying this like not i'm not bragging or any like literally it's literally just my life i don't reach out to people for jobs it always like finds me and that is always like a confirmation of if i'm supposed to do something because i feel like at the same time god is very specific on the kind of jobs that i do so he has this way of always like bringing the offers to me Yes. And then I pray on it and I'm like, okay, the way this came, I know I'm supposed to do this thing. So on starting before you're ready, I would say, honestly, it is very frightening. Like it's absolutely terrifying. I find it very, very terrifying. But because I think before the Good Atelier was even, even like the Good Atelier right now, we haven't even like officially like launched. God just made me make that pray, like the page 
public like we haven't even like officially officially launched but even starting the good atelier I always knew that I wanted to start like a creative agency at some point but I always thought that would be like later down the line so I started working like you know doing social media marketing digital marketing um after Sarah I started I was a digital media intern at Arami Essentials then you know that just kind of opened doors and I met Ore Ore is literally like my big sister like literally a destiny helper like yeah the founder of Arami Essentials and meeting her it's like it just showed me how god uses people as well as like doors for you yes like yes just to open up like your destiny as well and that's what she has been for me and i'm like forever grateful for her for that and you know it just like i don't know like you know when you're so you're just kind of being faithful to what is in your hands right now and especially if you're passionate yes. about that thing it's like you don't even realize like the bigger picture of what god could be writing that's kind of what it was so i was basically doing like different like works in this space like for two years and then in the third year when i felt like god was like yeah this this agency thing it's happening this year let's go like, it's time it's, it's, it's time. going to be a thing let's it's time i didn't approach it with like uh yeah sure let's do it but I was just like I know this is what you want and I'm passionate about this thing so even if I I'm crying kicking screaming we're going to do it like it just yeah. has to be done yeah you know there, there are three things that you've just said that I want to like I want to reiterate the first thing is my dad always says that God does not choose the qualified he qualifies the chosen and so when you were talking about qualifications, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, my dad always says that. And the second thing is relationships will change your life. When people say nurture your relationships, um, you know, ensure that that you nurture them. Like it's so important. And I'm so happy that Ori has been like a destiny helper for you and to you. Um, I think one more thing I also wanted to reiterate is even picking up the phone and doing that interview and not being ready. Sometimes God is like, go, just go. And I think it's one of my favorite pastors, Terry Roberts, that has said, sometimes we're waiting for God to move, but God is waiting for us to move. And so I think that you just saying, okay, I don't really know what I'm about to get myself into, but I feel God is leading me. Let me go. Um, And I think that's something that I actually experienced at work this week. Like God said, I should go to my boss's office and talk to him about something. But God didn't tell me what. And I was like, I'm going to look like a fool. But just being in that office, it flowed. And there's a Bible verse that says, when you get there, I will give you utterance. I will tell you what to say. And so even just going in there and like having a conversation that I didn't plan for and ended up being in my favor, I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, I, I'm, I'll listen to you more often. Don't worry. Like, you don't have to push me anymore. Like, I, I hear you. So it was, it was really, really good. So yeah, all of that and more. Okay, I have a very specific question for you. I feel like sometimes you work with brands that have a similar ethos in the sense of, oh, you know, we're a wellness brand or... We are a beauty brand and we're trying to do quite similar things. How do you create for different brands and ensure that what you're creating for each brand is very distinct, very original, very fresh while creating for brands that have like similar visions or ethoses or if that's the word or anything like that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love that question. So I just want to prefix everything by saying that I didn't go to school for any of this. Like, I'm self-taught. Yeah, like, I'm just still going to say what I need to say. But basically, when it comes to things like that, oftentimes, 
why people would like if I should say you know you see a lot of content that's similar like in general you're always going to see content quote-unquote that is similar or certain ways of marketing certain brands because they're in the same industry so if a brand is in the beauty like if two brands are in the beauty industry for instance there are certain models or like certain if I should say like systems that you're going to need to use when it comes to marketing a beauty product because automatically this is when it comes to marketing beauty this is what you do now the thing is having like knowing the creative ways in which you go about this so what now comes in is each brand is very unique. Like even if we're, you know, similar industry, even if it's like the same product you're selling, because it was made or founded by a person who is unique, that brand is going to be unique. Unless you awesome. decide that you want to copy off someone's like brand toe-to-toe, that brand is going to be unique. So that's why it's very important that you understand the brand's unique story. And understanding the brand's unique story means that you also need to understand the brand's voice. So how I, for instance, I'll use myself as an example, how I communicate things may be different from how you communicate things. Do you get what I mean? So understanding things like that helps you differentiate different brands when you're marketing these different brands. So how you would market when it comes to Arami is different from how you would market maybe um, Topicals, which is a skincare brand in um, America, based in America, like because they are different, like you, but it's also possible for them, like if someone who isn't necessarily skilled, um, if I should use the word skilled, um, were to be like, let's say Arami's market, like brand manager or someone who isn't skilled is like Topical's brand manager, it's possible for things to now mesh and be like, okay, what is going on here? But that's the point of branding and that's what marketers need to understand, that you need to market to your specific audience. Like you need to be able to understand what sets these two brands apart. That's why being like in this space, there's a lot of like reflection and thinking that you need to like be able to do. You need to be someone who is able to study and like be able to analyze and set things apart. Like, okay, what's making this one different? What's making this one different? And I think for me personally, I, I do that either way. Even before I started working, it was just like a thing I used to do. Like, oh my gosh, like I was a con- like I used to consume content. Like it was food, like my bread and butter, like consuming content from different brands. So I was able to, I was kind of unknowingly learning these skills. Um, to know what sets these different brands, like makes them different, basically. So I would say that that is the best way to do things, just understanding the brands and knowing, okay, each brand is supposed to be unique. So how can we, and something that I learned is that to know that there's always space in the market for you or for this brand. So yes, certain markets, they look like they're oversaturated, like the skincare industry and things like that. But I believe that if God has blessed you with a vision or you believe that you have a vision that is, you need to see this out there, there is space for you. And if there is space for you, that means there's also an audience who wants what you have. Like there is demand for what you want to put out there. So being able to like, you know, identify the fact just the uniqueness of your brand and communicating that to people like you will always be successful like consist being consistently able to communicate that you'll be successful amazing okay there are two things i want to ask about content consumption 
you consume a lot of content because you create a lot of content. How do you protect your mental health in that? I do breaks. Breaks. Okay. Um, I would say breaks. I don't take breaks. I don't take breaks as often as I should. Like right now, I'm I'm on, I'm on a bit of an IG break, but that's only because I'm not working. Like I don't have as much work right now. But when I'm like knee deep in work, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be on Instagram all the time. And I think for me, it's also the mindset. What I've learned is the mindset is very important because before I used to feel a bit guilty of like, oh my God, I'm always on Instagram. Like, uh, I should be reading my Bible. I should be, you know, spending time with God. I should be doing more productive things. But it's like, this is weird of me to say, but God literally speaks to me. Like, I don't want to say it, but like, it's like when I'm using Instagram, I'm also spending time with God, quote unquote, if if that makes sense. Because a lot of the time, there's a lot of like, mental work there's a lot of mental work happening yeah yeah but wait do you know why that can be true because you're where your god wants you to be so he can meet you there do you get that like i feel like it's not strange so it's like a paradox initially i think instagram god is meeting you there but it's very possible especially because in the time that you're there Mm -hmm. he has sent you there for for that work that you're doing for his glory and so he can come and meet you there because god can meet us anywhere i just wanted to also add that um when I'm on Instagram or like YouTube or just consuming content, TikTok, consuming all the content in the world, I notice that um, I don't feel, you know, that feeling people always like, oh, your mental health, like social media is very toxic and all these things. I, I, the way I have, I don't even know what the word to use, but the way I have basically filtered the content that I consume on Instagram or TikTok is actually like, I would say it's one of my main skills. Like my Instagram, I hate to say, but I have a lot of things people muted on Instagram just for like, so I know I'm consuming the right thing. So I follow a lot of brands on Instagram. So majority of the time, because I have a, like I'm following a lot of people, you would think I'm seeing so much content, but no, I'm literally only seeing the content that I want to see and the content that I know is going to not put me in a space where you know I start comparing and you know like pressure and things like that so I would say that's another thing that helps me as well is that my IG feed my TikTok feed is heavily like curated and my YouTube feed as well like if I don't want to see your content I'm just like going to meet mute like or unfollow like and it's no harm feelings or anything but it's just like I know what this is going to do for me mentally and I just don't want to be in that space so yeah that helps as well okay you know that makes a lot of sense and I'm happy that you have the wisdom but also the assertiveness to say okay I'm not consuming this I'm muting this that's good um oversaturation are you worried that in a year or two Instagram will not be a thing and I have obviously no facts and no figures to prove that but I just know that I've heard a lot of complaints about oh you know make Instagram Instagram again some people want to take more breaks because of mental health mm-hmm. people are moving to TikTok and other platforms but you have mm-hmm. a lot of your work on Instagram how do you feel about that honestly I don't think about it good I don't, I don't <laughs> know why I don't think I should think about it but Funny enough, I don't think about it. And I do read up on it. Like, I hear a lot about it. Like, how, you know, what you just said. That Instagram is not, like, as fun or it's not as interesting as um, 
it used to be people are gravitating more towards TikTok now and things like that but I don't know and this could just be like this is actually just my own opinion but from what I've observed um, about like Instagram and where things are headed I feel like there's a lot of experimentation going on right now they're just trying different things like Instagram is trying yes. to be like TikTok Instagram is trying to be like Snapchat different things with IG stories and all these things but then because I feel like one thing how would I put this I don't say I trust their marketing team or like I trust like their strategy team or whoever is working behind the scenes but then mm -hmm. If you're a business owner or like a founder, there's no way that you see people like not using your product anymore that you're not going to pivot. Like, I just feel like they're doing all of this because they know they have the space to do it. And even though we complain that oh, Instagram is not fine, we're still using Instagram. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, until That's they actually start seeing people like literally not using Instagram anymore. They're going to keep doing their experimentation. They're going to keep trying different things. And most of the time, because I would say Instagram is such a huge like platform that a lot of people use, they know that they have that power, so to speak, to do like to try what they want. And they know that people are going to adapt to it. They know what they're doing. And because they're such like a big like giant in the space, if they see their customers leaving, they're going to pivot back. But I don't think we're ever really going to leave, even though people say, oh, I'm leaving Instagram for TikTok and everything. Like, I don't think that's ever really going to happen. And if you notice, like, I follow Adam Montessori, I think that's his name. He works at Instagram. Yeah. And he usually is one who speaks on behalf of Instagram. And he, like, when there's a lot of complaints about certain things, I think there was a complaint about a certain feature that Instagram brought out not too long ago. He released something and they basically said that, oh, they're just going to, like, revert back to the former version like you know it's little things like that that kind of like have you on the hook like okay i have a voice like i said i don't like this thing so you put it backwards like if they now do something very drastic after that you would feel like okay you have a bit of power but then you, after some time you notice that yeah we're just going to like deal and like hand like people didn't like the concept of like i think reels at first reels was a bit strange it's like what's going on here like instagram you're all about like pictures now you're entering into like the video space but it's like now reels are like all that there is like people are obsessed Very about popular. the algorithm and they know that it's literally only reels that reels that are what gets reached nowadays less than like you know pictures but reels are still popular people are using reels you get what i mean so i yeah. think it's just it's, it's a weird thing because you're supposed to produce for your audience or like your customers but then also being able to have that power to be like I'm giving you guys this that you're going to take it I think personally from like a brand perspective or like a strategy I think it's really cool so people may not find it cool but I think it's really cool so yeah yeah that's interesting yeah Adam Adam is interesting I, I remember watching an interview yeah. that he did with the breakfast club and it was it was very insightful so um, yeah, it's good to also know that these people care enough to like have these conversations and release the statements and all of that. So yeah, having a voice is, is important. Okay, last big question. What is your vision for TGA, if you know? So I would say in terms of vision, okay, I literally have like a whole page dedicated to this. So in terms of vision, our vision is to manifest goodness through creativity and design to act as a hub that satisfies people's creative needs so when I was thinking and like praying and reflecting on what I want TGA to become I knew that it was going to be much more than 
a creative studio or a you know a branding agency there's a lot of like social responsibility i feel like it's going to have at some point because i also like envision it being a space to educate and uplift creatives because that's something i feel like i didn't necessarily have especially in like nigeria like africa like i was i feel like this weird girl who's just like my bread and butter is like i love consuming content and i love marketing and i do you get what i mean like that was what interested me but i i couldn't like see anyone else so i kind of felt like uh like who can i talk to about this but that's definitely something i want tj to become a place that uplifts creatives and know lets them know that you are who you are for a reason and you shouldn't feel like you need to be a conventional sort of creative like your creativity is your creativity that's what god has blessed you with and just being able to uplift and encourage them in any way possible i think that's beautiful i think uplifting creatives is something that we definitely do need especially in nigeria and you know just in that space so i think that having that as part of your vision is beautiful it's also very generous that you're not just thinking of tga but you're thinking of okay what can i do with tga for other people as i as i go on so I want to go back to something you said at the very beginning, because I feel like maybe somebody needs to hear the answer to this question. You said that you're not in school at the moment. And I know that that is, especially being Nigerian, <laughs> that is unconventional. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Okay. Um, so I'm not in school, not by choice, um, just like for some personal reasons. but. Um, I would say that I can see how I I know it's because of God that I'm not in school because I feel like if I had gone to school when I wanted to I wouldn't have been able to have had this the experiences or built the relationships that I have right now and at the beginning of everything like I knew I was going to take a gap year and if you had told me back then that this would be my life right now I would have said you are kidding me but um I would say that back then being faced with that reality that oh I can't go to school yet and it wasn't a thing of like okay I know I'm not going to school because I want to pursue a career it's just a thing of yeah I'm waiting on this to happen like god I'm waiting on you to make this happen I feel like there's a lot of I don't want to use the word suffering because people might think I'm making light of actual suffering but I feel like it counts as suffering as well in the sense that when you're faced with okay this is what my people my age this is what is expected of me to do like I just left secondary school last last I take a gap year I'm supposed to head into uni it was really hard understanding that yeah God doesn't want me in school right now at first I was like this has to be the enemy you're lying like what do you mean by God doesn't want me in school but now looking back at it I can see why and I can say that with a bit more like firmness like yeah God didn't want me to be in school at that point in time because I feel at some point God had to really ask me like Joanna when did I ever say that the way I do things is that oh you graduate from high school and then you go to university immediately I didn't make that up that's a man-made thing and I think a lot of the time like in Christian even in the Christian community there's a lot of like traditions like worldly traditions and when I use the word worldly, automatically you think carnal, like sin and everything. But no, literally things that are man-made, that were not created by God, that we take on, that we don't realize we're taking on. If God can literally tell me now, John, you're not going to go to school till you're 25. 
because I want you to do other things. And yes, I still have the desire to go to school. I really do want to go to school because I'm going to school to study marketing and I am going to school. But um, because it's something that I really wanted, two things had to happen. One, God had to renew my mind about it. Two, he also had to show me that this thing is, it has a tendency to become a, a bit of an idol because when you are more so putting the, my way, like, over like my way is below like your way basically like oh you want this thing so much this is what is expected this is what people are going to think and everything but I I like in God's point of view like oh for me as your God as your father I'm telling you that this is not for you right now and it is hard they have been tears but it's like I can't negate what God has done in the midst of all of this like wow. I wouldn't have the relationships I had right now. Like my best friend right now, Omalaya, I wouldn't be as close to her right now if I had gone to school early. Like we wouldn't have the relationship that we have right now. I wouldn't have met Ore. I wouldn't have had met like a lot. I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have like joined my church storehouse. Like I wouldn't have been able to, you know, experience these things if I had gone earlier. And yes, there's still the grace of God if for some reason I had gone, you know, at that time. But I now I can say that I'm kind of grateful for that experience. And I feel like it's something that needs to be talked about more. That yes, there are even reasons why you won't be able to go to school immediately because life is life. Like yes. to be very honest, like life is life. Like school is expensive. Like university yes. is expensive. And um, so I think it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had a lot more that, you know, you can do your own your story is your own that's one thing i've learned your story is your own your journey is your own and it is nobody else's so if you even never end up going to school if that's your story that's your story if you go to school immediately after great on and you, that's, that's your amazing. story but if there's an interim and that's your story but if there's an interim that you didn't you didn't start school immediately when everybody was starting school that is your story and that is fine you're not less than you're not greater than that is just your story and your story will still be beautiful and it's almost a way that now that I kind of don't like if I by the grace of God when I start this year for like my first year most like my friends are graduating next year so it's like when I'm starting is when they're finishing and to me I can be like oh my god like I'm so behind and everything but because I've had the experience that I've had right now if I were to leave university I would have like jobs like I've already been in the work space already so it's like there's 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 this thing like when you're working with God like God has a way of redeeming time that let's say you've been expecting God for something for so long and then it feels like you need to play catch up. No, that's not how it is with God. Like he will literally level the playing field at the end of the day. And like sometimes it will make you surpass the people that you feel like you're so behind um, and everything. So yeah, that's, that's what I would say. That's amazing. And I hope that that is freeing to someone and if not many people, um, that God is not conventional and your story is your story. Your story is still being written. I'm, I'm just so blessed by that because I know that someone needs to hear that. There's so much convention in the world. And again, everything I believe should be God-led. So not to say everyone go drop out of school if you're having a hard time or you don't want to be there. But 
I know yeah. that for you. <laughs> I know that for you. God is leading you and you even desire to be. And I pray that God will make a way for you in this coming year. Amazing. So rapid fire questions. Favorite productivity app or hack? I don't know if this counts as like a productivity app. I believe it does. Like if you search in the app store, it will say productivity. But my notes app, I can't do anything without it. Like I literally do everything in notes, journal, write stuff down, like ideas. Like I literally can't do anything. Like write my to-do list. I can't do anything without my notes app. You're not the first guest to say that. So that's cool. Favorite brand ever? Glossier or anything Tyler the Creator creates, I would say. So Le Fleur, um, Wolfgang, Tyler the Creator himself, because he's a brand. I would say, like, if I had to really streamline, even though there are probably more that I wish I could just literally, like, name all of them. But yeah. I would say anything Tyler the Creator and Glossier. Favorite Bible verse? I can't think of one, but paraphrasing one, the Lord is the strength of my heart forever. I think that's Psalms. Beautiful. Your top two social media accounts? Donye Taylor or Telsha Anderson? You know I love Telsha. I'm so excited you said that. Okay. Uh, What brings you joy? Uh, I don't know how to put this in English, but like just goodness if that makes sense like good music yes. like a good moment like um just a moment where i feel like oh my god god is in this and it just makes my heart sing like things like that like when i find like a, an instagram page that i really love things like that beautiful what do you love the most about god uh, i have to say his character like i feel like god his person is so beautiful to me so I'd have to say his character, like he doesn't change. And that's so amazing to me. And there's so much beauty in his person. So his character, definitely. Amazing. And last question. Imagine you got the chance to invite any five creators to dinner. Who would be on the guest list? Dead or alive. Like Yes, dead or Yes. Holy Spirit can also be a guest, you know, I don't mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. But he will be there regardless, so... True. Those are the facts. <laughs> so, Donye Taylor, Tyler, the creator, Andrea Yama, founder of Andrea Yama, Telsha Anderson, and er- I'm going to butcher his name, but Erwin McManus. He is the pastor of a church in LA called Mosaic amazing that is really really good and he has an interview you guys with joe lorenzo which is excellent so you guys should, should check that out um the pastor of mosaic jojo thank you so much for coming on my show thank you for creating the candy culture logo and you guys generosity she reached out and asked to create it one random day and that was very kind of you so thank you for being a supporter of candy culture and i can't wait to see where you and tga go god bless you mm-hmm.